How, when's the last time you saw these guys? Uh, Ileana was in middle school. What? We came up. I don't know why we came up. But we came up to. At see. the light, use the left lane to make a U-turn and wrench to Market Road. Then the destination is on your right. So me, Ileana, and your mom came in. Came up to. We went to a place to go eat. I don't know. I, st I don't remember why we came. Maybe it was just to. Hey. Uh, This recording was done in person and was different from all the other recordings, so it sounds a bit off, so the editing is a bit more rougher. Um, brought it from a whisper to something a bit more audible, uh, which is going to cause some whispering noises that sound really close and things like that uh, because of just how the way the guests spoke. So in order for it to be actually heard... You're going to hear some really close um, whispers, unfortunately. Um, I hope you enjoy this uh, different product. Uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to kind of center it, and if someone's starting to kind of go on a riff, I think I'll start just pointed directionally, because otherwise it's kind of murky in, in the sound-wise. Okay. Okay. This is a very different episode of Dungeons and Degrees. I am in person for the first time. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's kind of a new feeling. I'm actually seeing eyes, seeing faces. But, uh, you know, my name's Adrian, and Alex is not here. I'll be Alex. <laughs> so, but, I'm uh, throwing some curse words. For curse me. words? Yeah. Just, just talk about your school day. Alex <laughs> is a teacher, so <laughs> it'll fit in perfectly to what is known about the podcast. But let's just go around the table and uh, introduce our special guests. We'll start to my left and then keep going around. Hi, Guy Lawrence. What do you do? I'm a teacher. Okay. Russ Shortus. I'm an archaeologist. Jeff Jones. I manage a team of uh, anti-money laundering investigators. Uh, and the reason I've come to... Oh my gosh, I've already forgotten. Are we on Round Rock? Are we in Round Rock. Rock. We're in Round Rock. Come okay. to Round Rock. Um, it's because my dad's told me that he's played D&D. He's the reason I kind of knew about it before it kind of resurfaced and popped off through all this pop culture stuff. And I wanted to know what was it like before I was, what, even born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to start off, what was your all's first campaign together? How did it come about? How did the like, team get together? There was a big like light, and there was a <laughs> capital A, and it said Avengers Assemble. There was a bar. There was a bar. There was an inn, and yeah. we <laughs> we were at this tavern. Actually, Guy was with me first, and uh, and um, we were actually running a, an adventure that you can probably still find around. We were playing, uh, oh, what is it called, the Desert of Desolation series, D and D, uh, and. Um, and that's that's basically where we started. Anyway, so it was like Jeff joined up later. I don't know. I don't remember. It, it was in one of my homemade campaigns. Yep. But uh, it was kind of interesting because for a long time we were in two different groups. Guy was in like this one group, and then I was in another group that Russ started up. And so we didn't really play together. In fact, Guy and I really never played together very much at all. You mean never? Not never, but we, 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 I don't. Do we ever play in an actual D and D campaign together? I don't think I played any D and D campaigns. Yeah. It was your Call of Cthulhu. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there were two separate groups going, and there was, oddly enough, a little animosity between the two groups for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but we always thought that they uh, didn't like us, and we so by therefore we kind of didn't like them. I tried to make sure that they didn't like each other. <laughs> you didn't want to run like a, a giant table D and D session. Wow, that sounds like something I would like to do, but it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> and how many people were in? I guess since y'all, we'll talk about the Call of Cthulhu game because that's what you all were playing uh, together. How many people were in that? In the Call of Cthulhu game, probably. 
six or seven. I don't know. Old days, we used to. I mean, if you didn't have eight people playing, it wasn't yeah, really. Yeah, it was kind of, was the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a game. Yeah, we would play. We'd start at like ten or eleven in the morning and yeah. play till you know midnight or you know, later. Have a dinner break somewhere in there, but uh, you know, we were young. We yeah, could do that. We could keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the call. I ran the Call of Cthulhu game. Uh, Russ ran a couple too, uh, but uh, by that time, kind of the group that guy was in, it kind of dispersed. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Because Joanna joined our group, and Trader. then uh-huh. and then guy, uh, uh, guy, you weren't playing as much then, but you played in the Call of Duty game. And what, what was that? I mean, what time frame are we talking about then? When did we start? What, what year did we start playing? Oh, uh, that would be in. I think it took at least a semester for us to to start to please. start. So it it would probably be eighty four. Okay, I moved to Lubbock in eighty four, I think, and I actually uh, went went to the local game store, and there was a uh, ad tacked on the bulletin board for. A D and D game, and I took off the little tab and I called. What was the game Russ. store? Star, probably Star Books and Comics. Yeah, I just went there um, the yeah. last time I was in Lubbock. Last time I was in Lubbock, went there too yeah. to see uh, uh, Sid's nephew. Uh, oh, is is he running it? Yeah, he's okay. running it now. Yeah, Sid passed away. Yeah, uh, that was our store. You know, that was it was well before Mad Hatters or any of that stuff. Yeah, was, that was the only game in town. So, so the setting is Lubbock. 1984. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we were at Texas Tech. Yeah. Okay. But. We used to have a big group. And guy was in it. Um, and uh, as soon as we had a few people starting to disappear from the group and we couldn't run the game regularly, well, we probably ran it anyway, but uh, I started looking for more people and I got more people than I was expecting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And so we ended up with two groups. So, but how did? When did you start playing, Russ? I mean, I started playing in nineteen seventy six. Seventy six. So when you were in high school, uh, junior high. Junior high. Okay. <laughs> but what, I mean, junior what was high. that like? I mean, what was that? I tried to run original D and D, which I don't know if anybody's ever read any original D and D. I didn't really know what I was doing for a long time. But it, it set me up for the way I kind of run games. It was more about the role playing than it right. was about yeah. pretty much anything else. Mm-hmm. And so we were basically really sitting around uh, at school, and and then after before too long, officially at people's houses, uh, basically playing make believe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. But, but it's really cool the the stories you can create with like having that like kind of part of you outside it and just creating these you know make-believe games but it's still very invigorating when i talk to people now like about D, they're just like well that just seems weird i'm like listen you can invest in your characters like you invest in like tv shows yeah. and movies and like so it's so you know when your character dies it's harrowing yeah. uh you know it's interesting we're talking about a time when you didn't really tell other people you played. <laughs> you would go to some place and go, "Hey, do you like to play Risk?" If they said yes, you went, "Maybe, Maybe they are." <laughs> that, was, that was the gateway drug, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was it was it was really looked on. I mean, it's so much more mainstream. Now. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, we lived through the Satanic Panic. In the '80s and all of that stuff, and Thank you, you know, Tom Hanks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. And you know, it was it was it's interesting because it was hard to find your tribe back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so much easier now, uh, which is good. I'm glad it's easier now. It should have been easy then, but uh, uh, you know, we 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 found our groups and we you know made some friends that lasted pretty much life the life a lifetime. Uh, it's a you know it's fun. It's just getting together and and creating something out of nothing and telling a story that wasn't there before, mm-hmm. and that's what's uh, that's what's enjoy uh, so much fun about it. Russ always Russ's games always were uh, like big on like role playing on 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 character development and stuff like that instead of combat. We did combat. Combat was a you know D and D's focused on combat for the as when we played D and D for a long time. You know, combat was a pretty big part of it, but really, the fun part of it for us was 
the stuff that, you know, uh, led up to the combat or, you know, was combat is just the way to uh, resolve the role playing for, for us. And, and that's, uh, I still enjoy that kind of game. And it's not that easy to find that kind of game out there, even now. Mm-hmm. I told Jeff that we didn't want to really start that up. Proving that we're old and going, hey, <laughs> the young people get off my lawn. <laughs> because it does seem to me, I've been starting to run a lot more games online now. And there are a lot of people online now. And I'm not a big fan of it. And I don't really like talking about it that much because it makes me feel old. But um, but uh, there's lots of people that come on there, and it, it is they think that the game's going to be a computer game, basically. Yeah. And uh, whenever you start trying to interact with them, they're like, "What is this?" Like, <laughs> 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 I have to talk, and it's like, "Well, you know, this is a story." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they just want to hit the space bar or whatever you need to yeah, hit. They just move on hit the, I, I've already. I usually silence through all this stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I don't like that. <laughs> I played in a game about five years ago with uh, a friend of mine from board gaming. As you can see, I'm big into board gaming. Uh, and, uh, you know, he wanted to run a, he ran a campaign. He played when he was a kid, lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, uh, I went and played it, and he literally was running a, a, a module. And he literally just went through all the... It was just get to this combat, to this combat, to this combat. And just hand-waved all the other stuff. Uh, and a lot of people, especially oddly enough, older gamers play that way. And I am kind of happy nowadays that you see uh, a lot more people who don't play that way, especially a lot of the independent RPGs and stuff. I mean, I think that the hobby has blossomed out quite a lot. Uh, and I think there's some things that, uh, uh, that that comes, that, that the reasons for those I think are like critical role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, Stranger Things, you know, kind of brought this game into the mainstream, and and I think that's uh, good for the game. So, I mean, and I didn't watch all of Stranger Things. I think I watched part of the first season. I knew they were playing, but that you think that really kind of helped pump it up. Yeah, I think so uh, because the show got really, really it was you know crazy popular, and it not only were they playing it uh, in that first season, a little bit in the second season, but mostly in the first season, but it kind of was a a. Uh, thing they referred to throughout the entire right. season. You know, they, they even in the fourth, they termed things, you know, they, the things they were fighting, right. the places they had to go were all, a lot of times were in like with D&D terminology. And it just, uh, it just really, I think, brought the game into the minds of a lot of people who hadn't thought of it before or thought it was just nerdy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, these kids were kind of nerdy, yeah. but they were cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the show was cool, made them cool. Right. And, uh, uh, then Critical Role came along and got really, really popular, which is, uh, I never expected to see that, you know, a podcast, basically, or mm-hmm. not a podcast, but a video, you know, a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. take off like that. And, uh, you know, it's it's done a lot of good things for the hobby, and it's done some not-so-good things. Well, what is that not-so-good thing? Well, uh, I think a lot of people come into... D and D for the first time. If they come in from Critical Role, mm-hmm. and they think that's the way the games are going to be, and Critical Role are professional voice actors, right, right. with a DM who does nothing but, you know, develop a game. Mm-hmm. It's not realistically how most games are are run. Most times, you know. Uh, Russ, we were lucky. Russ has a theater background, mm-hmm. and you know, in high school, and was big in, into theater, and has always done well with like voices and NPCs and stuff like that. You know, they all had personalities, and that was one of the fun things about playing in Russ's games. And uh, uh, you know, people, and I'm glad people expect that now, right. but I think they expect a little too, too much. much. Yeah, mm-hmm. too much production, too much yeah, shine, too much, production, too much. You know, yeah, uh, you know, just. Uh, too much acting ability from your normal person. I think the other thing is, is uh, as well, they also expect it to, to be as memorable. But these people are professionals and they've been doing it for a while. Yep. So you have like players that, you know, haven't done that, haven't experienced that. And it doesn't, you know, the people are like disappointed in how the, fe- the game feels when it's not like what they saw on TV, yep. essentially. Yep. 
Well, tell the truth, the game needs to be a little edgy if you're going to really get any memories out of it. Mm -hmm. There's lots of stuff from the games that I still look back on, and I will still tell, even if I have completely different people in there. I'm always making references to, because, I mean, these guys made the game important. Mm -hmm. I, I just came up with stuff, and it was them that really made the game. If they're not there playing it and playing along with me... Mm -hmm. Then it's, it it just doesn't work anyway, and it is hard. It, it's not a, it's a skill. There's no I, I don't blame people from coming to a game right. and sitting there silently. Maybe more than one game, maybe a couple of games until you find out where your place is in the thing. Because there is sort of a, a place. There's a, always a place for everyone. Right. But um, but you got to figure out where 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 that is for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think my first online game, like roughly when this pandemic started i had a lot of like i had two or three silent people and then we had one or two that were kind of bantering with me as the gm and it took until like i want to say the 11th session because some people came went because like the first couple sessions online people are like ah this isn't for me and you lose some you gain some but finally this guy came out of his shell fake cried like which i don't think anybody else has done yet but like just kind of went for it and he was the silent guy i'm like Okay. Like, I, know, I, I, I keep remembering that time every single time. Yeah. Someone just coming out there of the show. Yeah. But yeah. It, it takes some time. It takes some work. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, so are you main, uh, mainly just GM? Do you play sometimes? I play sometimes. Mainly the reason why we've got a real connection here is because I really like Call of Cthulhu. I like look crafty and stuff. I like grimdark everything. And I don't generally get to play it. And a lot of times if I try and run it, my players don't necessarily want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And Jeff runs Call of Cthulhu. And so I tried to get the people. Well, the people that I was closest to in Call right. of Duty Warriors were Guy and Joanna. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I drugged them along with me everywhere <laughs> I went. And I knew Jeff was a good GM. Or at least I knew that he was a... Uh, Oh, um, I, I know that he would be fair, and he wasn't there to try and kill people just for no reason. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> he would want to do it story wise anyway. Yeah. Fear, fear <laughs> fair, because there were some arguments. Believe me, I still remember guys' character falling through a roof, sure, and they roof. argued over damage, <laughs> how much it cost <laughs> forever. <laughs> but uh, now that's how how we got connected up there. So you guys play together. During that time when you guys were in Lubbock, did y'all play at the game store? Did you play in dorms? Like, wh where was the location that y'all played at? The dorms. The dorms, okay. Well, the dorms at first. Until we moved out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you weren't in the dorm long, were you? I was in Coleman for at least a semester, and then we met Bradley. And then I moved over to... Oh, you what moved was over that over there? Bledsoe, yeah. That's where you were at, right? Yeah. yeah. We were, uh, we, were, we were roommates until he kicked me out. Then, oh, no, just, <laughs> and then uh, the, yeah. some others, Barry and, and uh, them, uh, wanted to move out into apartments, and I moved out then. Gotcha. The first time I ever played it in Russ's game, it was in a dorm. They went to wherever I went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Uh, yeah, that's how it went. Um, I think it was like seventh floor, Coleman was our go-to place. <laughs> <laughs> Was where, it, were we on seventh floor? I don't know. Were you? That was your that was your dorm. Seventh or I think we were on the seventh floor. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, end of the hall. TJ dropping soda bottles on fire out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's definitely things secured since then. <laughs> well back then they didn't even have glass in the windows. <laughs> Just hang on, dude. <laughs> So I think my experience when I was in the dorms, there's, you know, we had, I had my core group of like four or five guys and then we had people come in and come out. How do you dispute like any like people that like you kind of had arguments with? Like, how did that go down? I know. <laughs> was it just like, don't invite them, shut up and just like, hey, we're playing, ah, we're playing somewhere else actually. Like many different ways. <laughs> in the desert of desolation. Um, we had this guy that kept using 
there's a staff of almondry or whatever, and whenever you hit it on the ground two times or something, it would paralyze everybody within a certain radius. And he kept doing it to the party in the middle of the combats, and people were getting tired. Of <laughs> <laughs> getting very angry. And um, I believe they they killed him. <laughs> who, who was the player? Randy, That's what I was the one who <laughs> Uh, they didn't but like he him. Stayed, but he stayed with us, right? uh, he, he took his punishment, and I, they allowed him to I stay. <laughs> but um And then Jeff and I, in another game, uh, we uh, we just basically told them that we weren't playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear this, Randy, <laughs> <laughs> did we tell him you moved? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so many lies. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, the way the party members mesh is important yeah. in, in these games. And, and if someone is just not, you know, what you kind of want to play with, then, I mean, it's probably the nicest thing to do is probably just to tell them and say, you're just not meshing. And, you know, but, you know. We like you, but. You we like you, but you should play some game. <laughs> uh, but sometimes it's easier just to, you know, pretend you're not playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We've definitely done that. Once. Uh, but you know, it was just easier because, like, we had school. We had like, oh, we have tests. We have this. We have that. We have uh, like, so just make sure we just don't go to the same Coleman. Place. I've seen, I've seen the modern version of this though. Just in the last few weeks, though. Yeah. Uh, I've, I I joined up with this group, deciding that I needed more players, and uh, and I wasn't getting what I needed from mm -hmm. from my. Uh, my family, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I went to this board and our, our Discord and uh, started gaming, and I got forced into playing Fifth Edition, which I was still stuck back in three point five yeah. in Pathfinder. That's such a it, it was a big jump. Like it was a bit more crunchier. The numbers mattered a little bit more, and now yeah. it's like kind of. And a I, easier to jump in. I uh, and so I, I was a little behind. I mean, it's all basically right. But um, that being said, I was playing online with people, mm -hmm. and it didn't happen to me. But I saw it in games I was sitting in. Make sure you know it didn't happen in my game. <laughs> but I was playing in another game, uh, and uh, people would just like if they didn't like it, they just log off and remove themselves from the Discord, and they were just gone. Mm -hmm. So nowadays, you can just you can just leave yeah. and that's it you're gone <laughs> with online gaming it, uh, I mean, and that's weird leave, you block everyone you block that or you block them from the discord or you block uh, usually you got to you see them to. go out in a huff or something yeah. <laughs> i'll get you guys <laughs> but no you just leave now yep. yeah. like gone erased but yeah, anyway. i guess that's good I don't know. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> is it like they don't have patience for the game? Like they oh, like, good. Do not... you want to hear game rules problems? D&D &D and Goodberry was the argument. Mm, Goodberry yeah. is a huge argument in D&D. &D, yeah. yeah. Which is so easy to fix and nobody really cares. Yeah. I, I, I've, you know, because I've been in this game for so long, whenever there's a dispute, like, uh, I've had to like, okay, this is the role. We can talk about and converse about this later. Yeah, and then we'll we'll come back to it because I've been lucky enough to have people who are like you know okay I trust that you're going to do the right thing later or that we can have a conversation about this and we move on because I mean this is like what they got two to three hours in their week that they sit down with me one of those hours it's not going to go to go back and forth to our yeah. roles right <laughs> it's tough but I, I'm lucky enough but I've seen people who just like no this is what it says in the book yeah. I had a guy when I was in college that was just like he read the, the, the ninja in I think it was 3.5 he's like reading the flavor text and saying that this guy gets this like legendary sword and he's like it says it right here I get it it was like no that's just the flavor and he was just so hard up on him and we just gave up and we're like yeah fine whatever you 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 win you need to get this legendary sword give it to him and then take his arm off or something <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it and that's was why just i enjoyed playing with guy <laughs> <laughs> guy was uh was vicious yeah I, as a player as a gm in all games a, in all games well, yeah that everything <laughs> my favorite moment was just arguing over what to do with a prisoner 
<laughs> and then while they were arguing, I just said, "Okay, I take out my sword." <laughs> I, I've done that a time or two. I don't know what's called. I just remember when we were like the first time I played D and D with you. I think there was like like a, a nest of rats, and for some reason, me and Dante were just not rolling well, and they were just nipping us for like one or two HP. But like there was tons of them, and we eventually died. And I'm like, oh. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't play it until like college. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'll never forget it. Never forget it. <laughs> there have been sad deaths, that's for sure. Yeah, I died. Over uh my charges and my boots of levitation. <laughs> I was waiting for that somebody, to come up. Somebody, somebody was keeping count, but I was unaware. <laughs> I tell that story a lot to the groups. <laughs> That's one of my main stories. Yeah. It's like going, yes, magic items can't have charges. <laughs> it was a learning experience. And I think I sat on the side for a long time, you know, dead. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow they brought me back. It wasn't all, uh, the uh, whole thing, too. He, he fell... Before you didn't used to have a maximum of uh, a ten d six. Yeah, you could just roll whatever, and I rolled all the dice, and it was like five hundred. <laughs> like you need to roll a dice, but I rolled them all, and they were all sixes. Every single one of them. It was like he is dead. He was proud of that too. I think he showed us. Look, <laughs> it was like, oh my god, you're really dead. Yeah. You see how dead you are. <laughs> I've never seen so much death. <laughs> I've never been one to keep anybody dead forever, though. Unless it's a good story part. Yeah. <laughs> Some people, I mean, from what I understand, like, when I went to the end game of one of my campaigns, there, I was like, all right, y'all might die. I, I, I will let you know... How do you guys want to do it? Like, are you guys good? Like, because a lot of these people, this game that I was playing, I was playing for two years, and I was just like, okay, this might be it. I might kill them all right here at the end. And everyone's like, listen, you guys, you can kill me. That's fine. I just don't want it to be, like, pointless. I want it to be, like, it have purpose, and, like, it kind of pushes the narrative to that final point. And everyone kind of agreed with that. I went to each individual one, and they were just like, just make sure it's not pointless. <laughs> Jeez, I gotta come up with six non-pointless deaths. <laughs> so how, how do you deal with death? You said like you don't keep somebody dead long unless it's point. Is this like resurrection? Is this like go find this stone or how, how do you deal with that? I cheat. You what? I cheat. Oh. I cheat. I mean, sometimes was it like um. Depends on what it is. Uh, a lot of times, you know, monsters tend to do less or do more damage depending on how the game is going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't kill anybody unless I think that's a necessary thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I have accidentally killed people by being brutally honest. But uh, for the most part, I, I usually just, you know... For one thing, I started offering things uh, whenever we played other games too. In Warhammer, I original Warhammer, I learned about fate points. Almost all my games have fate points in them now. Then if you uh, if you uh, if you die, then you can expend a fate point. It means that you're something bad happened to you, mm -hmm. and you may suffer from it. You may lose a limb. You may be whatever, but you don't die. Right. And that's my escape goat mainly now. Yeah, I had a character who lost an arm. Remember? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rust. We didn't die a lot in Rust's games, but you know, there were consequences for stuff. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's really not that much fun to have a character you played for you know a year and a half just die, mm -hmm. you know, because of die rolls. Uh, so fate points, you know, came along and uh, you know it kind of. It, it, they were valuable, and we didn't have very many of them. So when you had no fate points, you were really careful. Yeah. <laughs> was there ever uh, a moment in one of your games where you just like you gave hints that this is a dangerous combat, like <laughs> repeatedly? <laughs> They're already laughing. Brad, wasn't it Brad? We were in the thing, the the door. It's a old uh, from a scenario or, or a scenario in the Dragon Magazine. Mm -hmm. 
I don't remember, it's like some sort of sea lord or something. But the door on it says, do not open this door. (laughs) (laughs) The mechanism of ultimate destruction lies beyond. And Brad was like, I'm opening that door. (laughs) He opened the door. And I had to kill him. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it says do not open the door. I guess that could have meant that there was a super good treasure behind it, I suppose. And that wasn't very fair, maybe. I I've never done that again. He misinterpreted Sometimes a door that says do not open, there's a reason for it. Yeah. It really means do not open. <laughs> But, yeah, that's happened several times. How many campaigns have you kind of, well, I guess, I want to say ended, but, like, there's, oh, there's, crap. Well, that's there's, there's, like, there's, like, oh, something fails, something, you just move on, but, like, you feel like you've successfully, like, kind of, like, put the cherry on top and finished. Never. Never? Well, there was one. What? Uh, where we killed Loth at the end. Killed who? No. Loth. Yeah. That ended the campaign. That was the end of the campaign. We started to do it. You didn't feel like it was a good enough dry hollow for that end? Oh, I, I, I probably sped it up faster than I originally uh, intentioned. Okay. I don't really specifically remember that. Most of them I've, I, I've just kind of went, God, we've been playing this forever. <laughs> I'm so or tired gets, of this game. <laughs> or he gets, he gets an idea for a new campaign and, and he can't get it out of its head. And, and suddenly, you know, that's that's... That's what we do. When the DM's not having fun, yeah. the game doesn't isn't really great. Yeah. Unless someone else starts another one. <laughs> <laughs> I am currently because I know that I'm getting to the end of my my career in D and D is getting to that point. And uh, the campaign we're playing right now, I am going to get to the end of the campaign if if it if it literally kills me, <laughs> it will happen. Nice. And I, I've already seen that it's making them very unhappy. A lot of times the boot party doesn't really know what's going on towards the end of the game, and I don't think they're really li- really liking what's going on in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to finish it. <laughs> How long is this one, the one that you're talking about right now? How long have you been playing this one? It's not one of the longest ones. Uh, uh, well, the thing is, we're, uh, this setting that we're playing this mm-hmm. in is Velscura. It's a city that Russ made. And we played several campaigns in this city. Yeah. And this is the, the latest one. So we've been playing in this setting, in this place, in this city. I put for, so much work into this freaking city. It's got to be 10 years. It's not done anyway. I, I built such a huge city. It's like something out of, I mean, I, I, it's not like I came up with the idea anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and there's like burrows in there that aren't even created. And as I need a new one, I'll just put one in. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> but there's lots of burrows and there's plenty of places to go. It's not like they've ran out of anything. No. And I've got this huge ass random encounters chart. Some players don't even care to play the game. Uh, there's one guy that just goes, I'm just going to go roaming around town all day. Because oh. <laughs> you'll find plenty of adventures just roaming around town. And then other people go, uh, we, can we walk 10 steps to this town without something happening? <laughs> we started spending money on carriages. So we've been playing in one, we've been playing in one game world for a very, very long time. But I don't know, games, I think I'm up to, of this game, mm-hmm. I know I hadn't hit eight on the Fate campaigns. Yeah. Because that would be the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, But I, I ran other campaigns before that. I got other worlds. Mm-hmm. He yeah. played in Krim. Yeah. He played a little bit in Krim. Not a lot. But... Anyway, but the, my current character. In his most of the games, uh, and back in the olden days, I didn't really. There wasn't really an end anyway. Yeah. It was just sort of move on to the next adventure. Yeah. So, how do you? Because you say you've you've made this large kind of city. How do you keep things organized? Is this all in documents? Is this papers? Just red yarn? Um. <laughs> uh, no, most of it's now. It's pretty much all uh, in, in Word and Excel files. But uh, 
it, it there's lots of lots of paper too yeah. i don't know how many notebooks i have <laughs> of uh just i mean i've got them separated I, I do get i'm not the most organized person in the world but i get really organized with D for some reason <laughs> And I've got, you know, giant books that are just burrows and burrows of the city with pictures with all the things labeled. But I've been trying to convert them as much as possible. And uh, But there's a lot. Yeah. And plus, uh, for a city the size that I have, I've stolen from so many sources mm-hmm. trying to get it all together. And, I mean, it's huge. I mean, yeah, I, it's, it is really, really, really huge. <laughs> <laughs> so... I wouldn't mind playing it in my own game. <laughs> but, anyway. So, yeah, a, a lot, almost all my modern stuff since the last, I don't know, 10 years? 10 years, probably. 10 years, it's all been home computers. And I just, whenever a computer dies, it's like, oh, no, oh my God, just save the campaign. That's all I care about. <laughs> anyway. So you've been, you've been playing straight since college, right? You mean you've been playing? No, whenever I was a shovel bomb, shovel uh, bomb? I didn't have any. Uh, yeah, this archaeologist, you can't get a real job. Just like you don't just step out and go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to take temp jobs and you work all over the place and just roam around. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I was basically by myself, and it was also before cell phones, so. Okay. I was by myself for a very, very long time, <laughs> and all I did was work on games, and didn't, oh, okay. I didn't have any players. I mean, y'all were wherever having lives. Right. And <laughs> video playing over online wasn't a thing. Uh-uh. Right. Well, uh, uh, what is it? The uh, One of the games was online, whenever I was doing that. Um, ElfQuest? No, ElfQuest. It's like whatever was right before... Uh, Oh, World of Warcraft, EverQuest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, playing role-playing games like we do. Oh, but it wasn't role-playing. Yeah. No, no, you couldn't do that. Yeah. So you took a break after you left Lubbock, right? You left Lubbock, and then yeah, uh huh. Because we were still gaming until pretty much yeah. the end. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't then... remember what game it is. That's where I learned that you really shouldn't drink an entire bottle of Diet Coke. <laughs> over the period of an eight-hour game because you'll never go to sleep whenever you get in bed. <laughs> Our games used to be, they Long. went from all night, almost all night to eight hours. And now my games hardly last longer than four or five. Yeah, at the most. Yeah. It's more reasonable. Yeah, I, mean, well, I don't, I don't, I can't do that anymore. I did that when I, 10-hour games. I used to do it like I would get off shift from Sam's West and it was like 10 p.m. I just shovel all that crappy food and like like all the winnings from that place, and I just bring it to, to the table. I'm like, all right, we're going till the donut shop over on 32nd opens up. <laughs> I think it was like called Sunrise Donuts or something like that. Um, and so we played till like 6 a.m. usually. <laughs> so it's just eight hour sessions. Yeah. Yep, we did sometimes. We used to have uh, uh, every summer we would go. Uh, to a lake house that one of our players owned and spent all weekend playing. Uh, uh, various have huge venues. fights, too. <laughs> I still remember that, too. <laughs> the good and the bad. Mark, I didn't mention you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he's going to hear. He's not going to hear what he said. He's not going to mention you. <laughs> Your secret is safe. <laughs> so So what, what do you remember? What was, like, your favorite game? At when we were at Slut Tech, I really enjoyed the Desolation series, and I didn't really make it. Okay, that was fun. We had a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, we did. That's that. Those were good series. Tracy Hickman and Margaret Weiss knew what they were doing. Right, those right. were the first really, really good scenarios for D and D. All the others had been sort of like that. Uh, here's a room and a monster kind of thing. Right. Those were the first really, really bad stories. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there were those like the giants modules and stuff like that, but they were loosely connected. Eh, they were still rooms and monsters. It didn't yeah. really matter. You yeah. were just trying to kill them all. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all you were doing. And uh, and then Dragonlance followed quickly after that, and it was really story oriented. Yeah, I so. remember that. How do you do with players that just like okay, I have like one HP off or and two spell slots missing. I'm gonna rest. Do you just like stop? Like, do you, how do you keep the story going? That's what I was asking. I know there's people out there just like, 
I'm not at my full potential. I can't do the next encounter. Yeah, he just doesn't let us do that. <laughs> well, I'm like going, I don't really know. <laughs> Mine depends on how the... I, I pay a lot of attention to... I, I read a lot about being a DM because mm-hmm. I really enjoy the stuff. But I, I try, it may not appear that way all the times, but I try and you know follow a normal writing, you know, here's climax, here's this stuff kind of path. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to interrupt with my climax, no... And that can be taken really out of context. <laughs> so um, now it, 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 I, I'm always, I watch it, players may not see it, but I'm always watching it like a movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's where I can get in trouble because uh, I, I don't like pushing people to do what I want them to do. And, um, and sometimes I'm going, well, that's not the way the movie works. That's just boring. <laughs> so... But anyway, I can be a little pushy then. I, I don't think I am as bad now, but I don't know. You'd have to ask a play. We kind of make our own way in the, the current campaign that we're playing. I mean, we kind of decided what we wanted to do and what we wanted to focus on. Things happen that uh, we didn't anticipate, like right now, where we're uh, in this underground civilization under the city that we were at. We didn't even know existed, and we were trying to get out and... We know things are going on up, up, up on the ground level that we can't deal with, and uh, it's kind of frustrating, but it's kind of fun too. So I mean, it's just rest. I mean, to answer your question, rest just kind of doesn't let us do that. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't. I mean, if we say we want to rest and and get everything back, well, I mean, it's too dangerous in some places to rest, yeah. and uh, and we're we're pretty good players and and we know that you know we can't just stop and rest everywhere i and do select my players so i know what they're going to want yeah. i mean with this kind of new technology well, not new technology like being able to play online it's easier to like okay you're out how do you vend players um to select the ones you want that's a good question that's something that i will be working on because <laughs> i'm about to start a new game and I've got to figure out how I'm going to install it because my Sunday gamers, um, most of them are probably not going to play. Jeff said he would, but uh, they're not going to play. And uh, I don't think I can, I'm, even though I even tried to get a hold of one that I thought might play, couldn't get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to do interviews and I'm not really looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, because I don't want it, it, it's kind of an important game to me. Yeah. And especially when I put as much effort in as I do, I don't want it just to be trashed by somebody that's going to argue about Goodberry. <laughs> Not really. But if you're a good team, you shouldn't have to worry about Goodberry. But... <laughs> so you went like face to face interviews and like try to put them like in a, a scenario or. Um, I know you said that you got to figure it out. I, well, I, I assume I'm still going to make a mistake because I, yeah. I do that because I hire people at my work mm-hmm. and I make mistakes all the time. And um, because, well, people aren't accurate whenever they interview sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> they put, up their, the they put on face. a fake face. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Um, anyway, and I assume that's what's going to happen as well. Mm-hmm. I just hope I have enough people in the game that I can trust so that I can tell them that the campaign's ended and I can find some output people to replace them. I mean, if people can just disappear in games now with that, and just vanish, you don't know who they are or anything, I can vanish too. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard uh, to find people who, because we're used to playing a certain way. Because mm-hmm. we've been playing together for 40 years. 40 no. years. Close, yes. 30 something. Close to 40. <laughs> close to 40 years. Yeah, 30. Not. Quite. Very close to 40 years. <laughs> I was 23 when I moved in Lubbock, and I started playing with you almost immediately. I'm 62 now. I will be 62 this year. But I'm, I'm, I'm only 30. <laughs> <laughs> we've been playing together a long time. And we have, uh, we, I mean, we know the kind of player we like to play with. Right. And it's not easy to find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of different ways to play the game. And that's great. I mean, I'm, you know, I, um, people need to be in the kind of game that they want to play in. But, you know, it's not easy finding 
uh, a group of people who play like we want to we want to play. Mm-hmm. And, I, hate, I hate to say it, but the the people that usually turn out best are the people that we get the same old way we always got them. Yeah, just by talking to people and finding somebody, and then then yeah, then you out yourself, and then they <laughs> go, oh really? Because um, I, I I've got a vaguely new player, and I think she enjoys my game. Mm-hmm. I met her at work. I did have a clue though. Whenever they they hired her at my workplace, uh, she was like going, "Yeah, I, I work at Dragon's Lair," and I went, "I think we should hire him." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, she came into the game. I think she was leery too because I kept telling her about my game. And she was like going, "That sounds horrible." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think she actually likes the game now. I hope so. I love playing with her. Yeah, anyway, so I've, I've got. Almost all the people I keep are really still almost in person. Yeah. I haven't, I don't think I have anybody online that I really just don't want to. Yeah. I can do without them for the most part. But it'll be different going into, you know, a different game with people we don't know. And... Yeah, I don't know. That's a very good question. This is going to be something that's not going to please me very much. <laughs> In the middle of recording, I would have to stop the recording and start it up again due to um, Anchor's uh, ability to only record up to an hour uh, to get the rest of it as I wrapped up. Um, And then my phone was dying, so I I also had to wrap it up as well. Um, This conversation that they're talking about right now is essentially uh, their time in Lubbock um, as they're playing games they would run in these uh, tunnels underneath the campus. Tunnels? Yeah. That wasn't part of the game. Okay. Well, we... It was Barry that wanted to do that anyway. We just followed him? Yeah. Okay. Who wasn't going to follow Barry? <laughs> okay, yeah. Did you go in the tunnels? <laughs> no, I don't know where they are. But... I can't find there any grades. Any... Right. Okay, they have locks on them. Yeah. Well, how did we even get in? Uh, just under the dorm, there was a way to get into it okay. down there. Like the, I, they like probably the, lock them up now. Yeah, yeah. We go, and we we made it all the way to the UC, and uh, and then which one's the UC? The University Center. Oh, uh, the sub. The, uh, yeah, they call it something else. Uh, Student Union. Oh, they're like they're right. Yeah. They want to call it the suck. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we came out in the. There used to be a video arcade in, in the bottom. And uh-huh. That's where we came out at, from the tunnels from Coleman. And then I ended up coming out of it because it, a cop or a security security person, yeah. security person saw us and started chasing us. <laughs> and I up, came right? out through a. I don't know whether were we together. I don't remember. No, no, because I think. I, and I told Adrian this before that we got back to the dorm and we were like wondering who was going to get caught and who was going to tell on us, you know, who's going to rat us out. I think I was with TJ. Yeah. And uh, we came out, we opened up a, a manhole cover mm-hmm. and we were right in front of the theater just as people were coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we put it back down, then we could hear the guy moving around down there. So then we finally just opened it up and got out. But we had marked things so that we would know our way back. <laughs> Didn't really work very well when you're running like a crazy idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. No, I think I've seen a lot of the grades around some of the, the buildings, but there's always like I'm like, like a bunch of people could fit down there. I'm like if it's all locked up now. They went back. Huh? Yeah, Barry, uh, not Barry and whoever went back. Barry and Mark, Mark, uh, Mark Peterson. Yeah. And uh, because they they had went out and got went through a, a manhole cover too, and they had to sit on it because the guy kept trying to open it up to come out. Where <laughs> <laughs> and Mark McMullen, my friend, uh, went down there. He got caught, hauled in, and uh, he got in a lot of trouble. I didn't want to go back again after that. <laughs> no, had, I think it was like one of the first things he told me when I went to tech. He's like, "It's the one thing you're probably never going to do is tunnel running." Yeah. Right, would you like? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see how I am. You can get kicked out. I know. Now <laughs> they take it seriously for some reason, but... That would have been horrible for me. <laughs> I wouldn't have anywhere to hide. I'd have to go to Abilene or something. <laughs> that was like the other thing that Dad talked about. But we were, we were gaming that night, or we were just hanging out? I think we were just hanging out. Oh, okay. You said there was an arcade underneath the UC? Mm-hmm. 
You know what an arcade is? What is that? Yeah, it's like, what's a coin? <laughs> <laughs> you ever play an arcade? Game? I listened to him on the on the, on his podcast, and I was like going. You know, you got a lot of mannerisms that you take in directly from your dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that's a horrible thing to no, say, but, not, but I, I, I kept going. <laughs> I mean, that's that's. I mean, it, it, it's it's not bad because I'll say stuff. And I said, I heard that from my dad. Now I'm saying the same thing. You know, so it's like it just it just happens. You know. What, is, what, what if, I want to know <laughs> what what kind of things did you see? I, I I don't know. Well, you just did it just a second ago. It was the reason it was, it, it, it was some, yeah the way you said that. But <laughs> 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 it sounds just like a, it, yeah. It, it's kind of like a little bit of dumb fuck at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I I would find it very interesting. I I, I assume that y'all had have had some fairly interesting arguments <laughs> especially if he's having to basically argue against himself so, <laughs> very, very, very interesting yeah, we, are, we are both hard-headed for sure and, you know yeah. usually one of us <laughs> has to walk away there's no resolution yeah. until like like because cooler heads have to prevail because we're just like saying stupid shit to each other and how can i give in to him <laughs> I, I mean i find that hard even like all my kids anyway but even at school when I'm working, it's like it's hard to give in to these guys, even though they may have a point. I'm like, it's, just, it's something I'm gonna learn, and it, it's tough because, man, do I not want to be wrong, or or be proven wrong? Because like you know, once you get like attacked, like when you're in an argument, you're on the offensive. Man, there's no like, oh, that's a good point. It's like, no, I don't care. You're wrong. Well, like, a guy uh, likes to argue just for the. Like, I'm pretty sure that I had arguments with him where he didn't really believe what he was arguing. <laughs> I was looking for room to escape. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Yeah, I, I think I've, I've probably given up on games that we've played before just so that somebody will become more powerful and kill your dad. <laughs> oh, that the board game Talisman is a really good example of this because anytime we played where Russ and Guy were playing, uh, there would come a time in the game when Russ stopped caring about winning the game. All he cared about was Guy didn't win the game. <laughs> I think that it was, was a much easier game to play. Yeah. <laughs> he would like drop stuff for people to pick up if he thought that it would hurt Guy. So, okay, what is, is Talisman another TTR? No, it's a board game. It's a board game? It's, it's, a, it's actually a terrible board game. <laughs> I don't think so. It's, it's awful. I still uh, love it. I've got it on. You can get it off of Steam if you want to. Yeah, you can play it online, which is probably a better game because it's really, it's basically Monopoly with Elves and Dwarves. It's a roll and write game where you, you know, you roll and you have to move that many spaces and and it's long and it's tedious. <laughs> I've, I've never finished a game online on it because it just went on forever. Yeah. And I finally just and go, I'm so tired of playing this game. Every game of Talisman <laughs> I ever played, by the end of it, I was going, I don't care who wins this. I just want it to be done. I, I don't feel. care who wins this song as long as it's as my long guy. As I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Guy has a way in games of like uh, getting under your skin. <laughs> you should live with them. <laughs> we we play board games at home and we yeah. we, oh. we go after each other sometimes. It, okay, so uh, if you all play Tickets to Ride, oh yeah, all right, it's, it's like this. <laughs> for people who don't know, it's just essentially like you want to get your destinations across America or wherever the theme is. Anyways, you can also block people and. It was it was everyone was at home finally after like, like years and just the last game of Take to Ride with my brother before he went to Florida. Both my dad and my sister were like, hey, you can block Dante right now. And both of them just like and I'm just like on the other end, I'm like, no one's interfering with me. I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. But him is he's just like waiting patiently, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And just it was like one after the other, bang, bang. They only needed one train to block the path each. And they're just like, my brother's just like, if he could flip the table, I mean, he could, but he would have. But he was just angry at them. And 
Did y'all even win, or did mom win that game? I don't know. Somebody else. It didn't matter. Um, it was just like funny. It was like she said it. She said my daughter said, "Hey, can we block Dante?" I said, "Really? You want to do that?" Okay, I did it. And then <laughs> she did it, and then it's like the game was over for him. So, so it, it's kind of fun that way. Fun yeah. is friendly. So. Sometimes you remember from last game, and you're just like, no. Uh, I've had some arguments that have bled into game, like like it was like just outside of the game. We do play, and we do have an argument, that and then in game, you're just like, he needs healing. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> just crack a potion into my own gullet instead. <laughs> Arguments do bleed into the game. <laughs> it's hard not to. It's a social game, and yeah. you're just, you, there's only so much of a facade you can put up before it's like, I'm, my emotions are now being felt by my character. Okay. <laughs> just the other day, because I ride with Meg a lot to the project that we're working on. Just the other day, she was singing in the vehicle. She goes. How long have you been waiting to argue with Jeff about that particular thing? <laughs> it's been a while. And she goes, she goes, that was fun for everyone. <laughs> what was that? What we were about? arguing about religion. Oh. <laughs> My character is a priest, and uh, uh, I have a, uh, he has a unique take on uh, religion in general. <laughs> So it started a long conversation with another priest. I, I mean, I think I've been like waiting a... for it too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my first argument in D D, where I was just like, "I'm a priest," and they're like, "We're gonna break open all the graveyards and, and the mausoleums." I'm like, "This seems sacrilegious. Like, I don't think we should do that." They're like, "But Daniel said the magical slowing from there." I'm like, "Yeah." And then we just just leave that there, and then had a whole argument. I'm like, "You know what? I wash my hands. I walk away." <laughs> That happened just recently, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's usually Meg. Meg is usually our uh, well, conscious of the party. That's <laughs> the reason I invited her to the, uh, the party. I was like going, they don't play like this. And like, <laughs> she's like nice and wants to do good things. Yeah. And I went, oh, this is going to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it's, it's fun because I, I, it's nice having that attitude in there in the game because it, it is something to because that's like I said earlier they were turning into murder hobos <laughs> oh, we yes they were <laughs> they were yeah they were just it didn't matter we're player characters we can kill anything we want no we're not like that <laughs> I've never been a murder who cares hobo. about them <laughs> we need new clothing kill them <laughs> <laughs> wow um they lost their moral compass. It didn't, that did not happen. <laughs> it did happen. <laughs> I, I, I think we tried a, an evil campaign, and it was just mm. not a good time. Because, yeah. like, it, it wasn't, like, a good evil or, like, they had purpose. It was, like, what would a good person do? Now, let's do the opposite of that. Yeah. It was just dumb. It was just, like, let's, you know, kill the shopkeeper. Let's burn down the house to hide the evidence. And then, like, at the end of the... This was, like, only one session. And we're, like... Want to do this anymore? We uh, usually didn't turn out very well. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you're the right people. We played a game where we we're all thieves. It yeah. wasn't horrible. Not too bad. Um, <laughs> you're looking at John for some reason. I don't know if you played in that one. Or okay. Not. <laughs> um, I, I don't tend to play evil characters. I, I don't really enjoy that kind of play. Mm -hmm. uh, I did make one evil character one time because I had spent a whole campaign uh, with everyone telling me my character was evil when he absolutely wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> did not do evil things. But he, he was constantly being told that uh, he was evil. And so I said, okay, you guys want to see me play an evil character? I'll show you what an evil character looks like. You don't know evil. <laughs> I can't be anything last very long. But it <laughs> I don't really use alignment in my games anyway. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't in years. It just got too like constrained because like only certain items or only certain this and then yeah. also like alignment change. Oh, you lost your whole like whole, if you're a paladin. You every, know. Yeah, everything everything that's about everything you are. Mm -hmm. you yeah, plus it opens up the game, yeah. especially you, you have things like uh, then you have priests and you're like going, okay, they're the priests of the the god of healing. Mm -hmm. Aren't they all good? Yeah, right. 
No, well, they may have their own reasons for being in that church, and you never can. Then it's like, oh, great, we're going to have to start an inquisition or something to find <laughs> out uh, who's the bad people in here. So, right. anyway, I'm sorry. No, no, he was saying it was, it was low battery. But no, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of alignment. If you get an alignment in my game, that means that something bad has happened. <laughs> it does. I mean, then you're going to have to play it. And then, then you can also suffer from all the things that involves it. Mm -hmm. So, so it's only usually like angels and devils that have alignments in my game. So. All right, we're about to hit the hour mark. Uh, any last questions? Ed? No, I, I mean, I just since I haven't been in touch with the game, I mean, has it changed a lot? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, the game is still, uh, frankly. Our game hasn't really. We still play the same way we've always done, just different system, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, although we're playing Pathfinder One, so it's basically D and D three point five, and uh, we've been playing that for a long, long time. Uh, but the game is definitely different. Uh, I mean, from like two E when we were playing, you mm -hmm. know, uh, it's changed its kind of uh, philosophy. Uh, it's not as I mean, well, and plus just role-playing in general has evolved uh, into something that it really kind of wasn't back then, you know. We, I mean, you know, you remember second edition, you had to, like, you got experience points for killing monsters. And, right. And, uh, you know, that, that philosophy has kind of gone away. Uh, where, uh, I guess you still technically in 5e get experience points for killing monsters. Yeah, but you can also like there's two different tracks now. It's like a milestone. Yeah, that's your, what we your do. Character evolves or like does something good for that character like story versus XP, which you can still get through killing monsters or like defusing traps or if you want to use social interactions. Um, but for me personally, milestones where it's at because um, then people are just like looking for extra points for XP here and there. And yeah. it's just like, well, I did this. Can I get XP? It's like, I don't want to have this conversation. Well, was, <laughs> it, it does remove an irritating part of the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, back early, I mean, there were, there were like ridiculous situations where we would, like, you'd hold off from killing a monster. First because... edition, get the mage up here with a dagger. Yeah. First edition. <laughs> <laughs> That was kind of fun, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> First edition, you didn't get experience points unless you you did damage to the creature. Mm -hmm. And that's where all the experience points came from. And if the mage had cast his one magic missile for the day, mm -hmm. he was done. Uh, he was, you know, it was hard for him to get experience points. <laughs> and the party had a vested interest in getting the mage experience points yeah. because they're really, really weak and then they're really, really strong. And... So you wanted to get them to fifth level when they got fireball or lightning bolt, whichever they decided to go, and uh, you know, so you had to protect them and, and nurture them along and get them experience points, and they had the things to do it, and they didn't hit things very well. Hold <laughs> <laughs> so. down this goblin. Yeah. <laughs> the players are holding down creatures. The wizard just for some reason back then we didn't it never dawned on us that this rule is stupid we don't have to play by it. And yeah. so we played by the rules no it's and, hard to break through that mindset until like you realize like I can do it my way yeah. <laughs> it took a while to get out of that for me yeah, yeah. but took, oh, it took me like a fail a module where I was just like flipping through pages to finally say like this is so much, and they're not going to even hit half of it. Right. Or and then just like I wrote out a whole scenario, and they're just like, "Oh, we don't want to go do that." Yeah. And then just like, "I'm done for the day." <laughs> Walk away. Yeah. yeah, I've certainly started. I write my adventures much differently than mm -hmm. I used to. Yeah. Some of it just just gets very lightly detailed. The other parts, I mean, I was like, well, I know they're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a sign that says, do this. <laughs> it's like, going, we'll just kind of lightly get the other stuff there, so just in case. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's the same basic game as far as, uh, it's a role-playing game. Right. And if, if you're into that part of the game, it's kind of the same. Yes. Just the rules are a little different. I think one of the good things about it is so many new systems have come up right. that uh, that 
uh, other systems have taken and they, they've stolen parts from. Mm-hmm. I mean, 5e is is uh, a, a conglomeration of a whole bunch of different game me- mechanisms uh, that didn't used to be in D&D. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, this is good. I mean, like, you know, and all these and new games, and now there's this OSR, the old school renaissance, mm-hmm. where people are going back and writing, you know, uh, RPG rule sets based on, you know, first edition D&D or, you know, stuff like that. I don't, I'm not an OSR fan because I like the way that the, the hobby has evolved. I like the way the, the role-playing has evolved. Uh, I think games now are better than games were then. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, you know, claim, and a lot of old grognards like us, but not us, <laughs> uh, you know, say, oh, it's, it was deadly back then, you know. <laughs> that it was. Was. That was. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not that fun. For yeah. me, I mean, I, I, my fun, the fun in my, in the game, and for me, is putting the character in situations and seeing what happens, mm-hmm. and seeing how he changes, how the things that happen to him change him, and that's what I like doing, and yeah. along with how it changes uh, everyone else, you know, and then the things that happen to them, and how our our. Our interactions change over the course of a campaign. Things change, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what's fun about the game. Yeah, and that that brings me to think about um, like how we're doing. We're trying to do more storytelling in classrooms, mm-hmm. or we're trying to like put in assignments where they can uh, do more storytelling because you know that's like the old way of learning. Yeah, you know, you remember stuff if there is a narrative, and you can put things together. Um, you know, instead of what we were doing, what we're kind of doing now is just like giving them chunks of information to remember. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't connect to something, then they're not going to remember it. Yeah. But a, a story has that way of helping people to remember. And so it's like, that sounds like to me what, um, what's good about the RPG, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, role playing game is that, you know, if there's a story involved, people are going to want to do it or yeah. want to participate. Yeah. My thing is to try and, I, I like to try and make the people, emotionally engaged in the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. I want them to be upset when that NPC dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I manage that, then I'm happy in the game. If it's just a regular monster bash, I mean, that can be fun too. Mm-hmm. For a little bit. But, yeah. but, I mean, there needs to be connection between the players as well as with the DM. And that's that's what the game is. That's, that's the fun part. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, I guess I'll wrap it up there. I'll do all the stuff that I don't do usually and let Alex do in post. That's not going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, listener, for listening in to another episode of Dungeons & Degrees. You can find us where all pawns are being cast. Uh, You can follow our Patreon over at Patreon slash Dungeons & Degrees. You can watch me playing my weekly game on Fridays over at Dungeon and Grease, over on Twitch. And uh, don't forget to give us five stars. Um, If not, um, you will be caught in a sense of wistfulness that you will never escape. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Adrian. Go have some fun.